Toyota Genuine Accessories, designed to integrate with your Toyota. This is Saturdays in SA with Andrew Hayes and Bryce Gibbs. Oh, did you feel that, Gibbsy? That's just power in an intro, isn't it? Just get you up and about. Oh four two seven one five four one double six. Great text from Brett. He said, T20 is a new cricket world and I love it. And so do millions and millions of others. And if Maxwell or any Australian cricketers don't buy into it and don't care about it, then they can get out of the way for young Aussie cricketers that take it seriously and go, you mighty strikers. Um, it is a good text from Brett. I understand it. But I think from Glenn Maxwell's point of view, he was purely saying, look, I've got so much international cricket on the horizon that I can't dwell and live in the moment too much. They, they would have been disappointed with the way they, they finished, though, yep. the Aussies in this tournament. There's no mm. doubt about that. They, they would have been expecting to make at least the semi final. Yeah. Um, disappointing result, but great text from Brett. Keep them coming through, 0427154166. Um, so we've worked out that this crowd at 1 King William Street isn't for us. It's actually for the Christmas pageant. So we thought, who better to get on than one of the men who is so involved, so invested with the Christmas pageant each and every year, Channel 9's Tom Wren. Good morning, Rennie. Oh. We'll just we'll come back to Tommy because <laughs> I think that was uh, robot Tom Wren. What we'll do is we'll see if we can pick him up on a bit of a better reception. But yeah. you know, so many people congregating in the one area, and also I think uh, Rennie's talking on his own little personal walkie-talkie. A few little connection issues there, Gibbsy. Maybe he needs to uh, go buy some phone credit and. Uh... <laughs> The wife, the uh, I'm sorry, the, the three G's running out. Dropping I'm out. low on credit. I can't call because I'm low on credit. Do you remember those days? Yeah. What a cop out that was. Wasn't it? What? Oh, sorry, I didn't get back to you. I had no credit. Are you sure you didn't have any credit? Fifteen cents a text. Yeah, no credit. Yeah. I'll ring you though. One eight hundred reverse you. <laughs> you, can, you can cop the charges. I had to top it back up. So we're starting to really get uh, some solid progress here for the uh, Christmas pageant. It's building, isn't it? It's All those, building nicely. Yeah, those spots that I was talking about as well, eh, they're starting to decrease yeah, just a little bit. Up. The weather looks okay too, by the way. So it could start raining at any second. And as soon as I start saying, look, you're in the clear, it will start pouring down. But right now it actually looks okay. Yeah, the kids are, are having a good time by the looks of it. They've got all the chalk out and, and riding all over uh, King William Road. So... They're not too bothered. They're, they're having a good yeah. time. They've they're, uh, got smiles on their faces. So uh, the anticipation is building. And uh, what are we? Probably about half an hour away from starting. Very good. Hey, Rennie, have we got you on a safe and secure line now? Ooh, I don't know what happened there, Hazy, but uh, I tell you what. Now, I am this year, boys. I'm as excited as you guys are. In fact, I think I'm more excited than the kids are. Think of John Wayne, you know, the masculinity of a big, you know, cowboy lumbering. I'm dressed up as a cowboy as well, but think of the exact opposite image of John Wayne. I'm bright blue, maybe the least masculine cowboy in the history of all cowboys. <laughs> Hang on, see, you've ditched the elf costume this year. The elf is gone. The elf is uh, the elf is dead and buried with me, and uh, and I've gone with the cowboy instead. So um, looking absolutely ridiculous. Any shred of dignity that I had is now gone. Um, but uh, I, I didn't have much left anyway, Hazy, gives you, you boys know. Um, but it is like, it is absolutely chucking it down at times out here. Gone away for now, which is good, as you've just said. Um, and it, it's really good. It's good to see some. You guys have got kids. You know, I've got kids as well. Um, we're all pretty young at heart. So it, it's just good to see people getting so excited today about this pageant. Mm. 
ditch the elf costume, now the cowboy tripod. That's a very good look. Looking forward to uh, seeing you, Rennie, out and about. Um, so I think we kick off at around about 9.30 this morning. Do you ever, have you given us a bit of a hint at some of the floats we expect to see? Do you have that inside information? Yeah, there's one Christmas by the pool, which is a new one. It's got a hose on there. I actually started spraying people with it. Didn't go down well with the um, organisers. They, they, they didn't think that was funny. What I thought about it was the, hilarious. What about, the, what about the float, Tommy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Um, we, we get into trouble a bit. Um, but, yeah, look, there's, I think, 63 floats in total, Hazy. A few new ones in there, um, and of course the big one, Santa Claus. I thought they were all coming to see me, um, but I got told it's, it's the big man in in the red suit who um, he looks magnificent. So yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun, as you know, and um, yeah, a couple of new ones in there, which is fantastic. Uh, no mate, you do an absolutely outstanding job each and every year with the um, pageant. We know that. We're looking forward to getting underway, and of course, I think you can catch all the coverage on Channel Nine, um, mates. Obviously, your bread and butter is sport. You are the sports presenter at Channel Nine and do outstanding commentary work, etc. Um, mate, take us through, we're just putting the question out this morning, people's views on yeah. T20 cricket. Your thoughts on it, obviously you, are got, you guys are comprehensively covering the T20 World Cup. Do you feel like we're not supporting this format as much as we should? You know what, it's a great question, Hazy. Um, and I don't know what your thoughts are, but I, I love T20 cricket. I'm a huge fan of the Big Bash. I'm one of the, the rare ones that will watch. I reckon I'll watch 90% of matches for the Big Bash, only when the missus drags me away and says, we've got to spend time with the kids or actually go out, um, I won't watch a game. So, I, but funnily enough, I much prefer watching the Adelaide Strikers play than I do, or the Perth Scorchers or whoever, than I do the Australian cricket team. I don't know why that is, but the other night I almost felt like I was barracking for Rashid Khan more than I was the Australians. Yes. Now, I know that's wrong, but I had more of an allegiance to my Strikers and, and the domestic competition then I'll do the Australian side. So I don't know if it's just me in that sense, but I love Test cricket. That's the number one, clearly. But then in terms of Australian cricket, I, re- I think there's maybe a saturation haze that we've reached with it. Um, and, and perhaps we just need to go with the domestic stuff a little bit more than the, the international stuff for 2020 cricket. Well, does that beg the question, uh, Rennie? Do we, do we need to start uh, moulding players into T20 specialists and just have players purely focusing on that? that type of cricket and then let uh, you know let the test boys go do their thing let the one day uh, boys go do their thing and and just sort of groom and, and teach guys just to play this format maybe I reckon Gibbsy I think it's definitely moving that way and you know the other thing I was um, talking the other day I was at a function and Greg Blewett was there and I was asking him about T20 cricket and he played a lot of one day cricket for Australia and and we were just talking and you know about T20 cricket and how it all fits in and he had a great idea. He actually said one day cricket now, essentially, you know, it's become very flat and, and monotone and that people are so um, in need of attention and, and, you know, a quick hit and, you know, shorter time slots and one day cricket goes all day, 40 overs aside. I think cricket needs to adapt and move with the time. So to answer your question, yes, I think definitely T20 specialists, um, you know, keep it going. And also maybe it's time to revamp one day cricket. I, I think, in the 80s and 90s, when we all grew up, it was so good. It was it was like an event each game, but because there's so much cricket now, it's a bit less so. So maybe they need to look at just rejigging that a fraction as well. Hey, Tommy, appreciate your time this morning. No doubt you look like an outstanding young cowboy and the kids won't be intimidated or scared at all. Hopefully they are the opposite. Um, good luck with it all. And um, say hello to Santa for us, please. 
I have asked him, Hazy, to take you, me and Gibbsy off the naughty list. <laughs> it's a fair ask, um, given what I think we've been up to in the last 12 months, but he said he's going to try his level best. Um, I'll be riding on the cowboy. I would lo- uh, I'm the cowboy. I'll be riding. I'd like to take the horse, but it's a little Shetland, it's a little Shetland pony. Um, but um, anyway, fellas, I'll do my very best to get us off the naughty list. <laughs> Good stuff. Tommy Wren joining us this morning. Uh, of course, he's part of the Christmas pageant coverage for Channel 9. Um, and from that, riding the pony or the ponies riding him, I'm not sure. But kids, don't be scared. Don't be intimidated by Cowboy Tom. He's very, very friendly and approachable. He certainly is. Um, I'm not sure who's riding who. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brokeback Mountain sort of set up there, maybe. But uh, no, nah, he's doing a good job and he's out in the elements and uh, he does a great job, Tommy. So yep. uh, good luck. Good yep. luck to him. Spot on. Uh, we're going to speak to Rochelle Martin from the Adelaide Crows. Big game today against Collingwood semi final. That's happening at Unley Oval. So we we're talking about the weather a little bit earlier this morning and potentially, I mean, there's forecast for what? Lunchtime, post lunchtime, did you say 90%? Thunderstorms. That's what it says, yeah. Oh, boy. See what happens there. Because if there's any sort of lightning, then the game has to get postponed. The tricky thing with Only Oval is it doesn't have good enough lights to play football. So I think they've, they've done them recent, in recent times. They'd be, they'd be okay during the day if they yep. needed to put them on, but certainly not a night game. Mm. All right. Keep the text coming through as well. 0427 154 166. Are you off T20 international cricket? It seems like uh, we didn't support the Aussies enough. Uh, or as much as we should have. And Tommy Wren made the point just before that, you know, might prefer to go see a strikers game than watch the international guys go at it, which seems unbelievable. That's just Tommy Wren sticking up for his uh, his Adelaide teams. Uh, he loves getting around all codes uh, and, our, and our SA teams. But another question would be, what about comparing the IPL to yeah. the Big Bash? Like a lot of these... Other countries uh, have got a lot of players playing in the IPL, and that's probably the strongest T20 format out of all all the competitions across the world. So not putting the the big bash down, but it would be a step and a level down from the IPL. So we've got guys playing in that tournament that then go on and play in uh, in a World Cup, say, but uh, they're coming up against guys that are playing at a higher level uh, T20 format. Yeah, and if you look at the crowds and everything at the IPL, it's just ridiculous. They go but nuts, don't they? What you need to take into consideration is... Henry's here, 20 plus million yeah. in Australia, uh, and love all sorts of different sports. Correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm not quite cultured as much as I should, but a billion people in India, and it feels like they all love cricket, yeah. number one. Um, all right, we're doing it thanks to our new friends at Toyota. Toyota Genuine Service, your Toyota is happiest uh, with the good folks at Toyota, so get down there, see them, uh, pick up a great deal on your next Toyota. 904, let's get into the news. Toyota Genuine Accessories, designed to integrate with your Toyota. This is Saturdays in SA with Andrew Hayes and Bryce Gibbs. Uh, good morning to you. Great text coming through this morning, 0427-154-166. Keep them coming through. And, of course, you can get in touch with us throughout the show, anytime this morning, as long as it's before 10.30. 1300 736 736 Gibbs is in and on fire. Good morning to you, Bryce. Good morning, Hazy. Feeling good about the Christmas pageant? I am. I am. It's uh, we're about twenty minutes away, so the atmosphere outside's building nicely, and we're pretty lucky, aren't we? We've got uh, we're pretty good seats. Yes, and behind the glass. And behind the glass, so we're not battling the elements. But um, look, it's just one of a number of things you can get up to across Adelaide today. And South Australia round Cape Horn. For South Australia. What's on in SA? Climate's Trade Centre at Regency Park has the best steak and prices. So the Christmas pageant. 
have to get down here now and get a good spot. In saying that, it's not as busy as it has been in previous years because no doubt the weather's probably scaring people away. But look, right now, so to get a genuine seat on the side from where we are, 1 King William Street, probably tough. But you're only sort of one or two people back. Still good viewing. It depends how uh, how desperate you want to get down there. I reckon if you were uh, keen enough, you could uh, squish your way into the front row there. Still a little bit of squishing. Yep. Get your way in there. Just sort of get, oh, I've got some priorities to get to the front seat. Um, look, I don't know if I'm a monster for this, and I'll wear any negative feedback that comes my way, but my wife and I just didn't quite exactly reveal all the details this year of the Christmas pageant. So my four-year-old and two-year-old are at home right now sort of not exactly knowing that the Christmas pageant is happening. Is that evil? No, not really. You're working. You're working, Hazy. Mm. So uh, it is on TV, so people can tune in and... Yep. From the comfort of their uh, their couch, but uh, uh, it still hasn't stopped thousands of people coming down this morning. Though it is yeah. it is busy out there, but uh, just we love it, don't we? I can't wait for uh, little Henry to hit you up a bit later and be like, "Ah, oh, was the pageant on today, Dad?" Dad, when's it? Well, you know what we did do this morning? Actually, we put the Christmas tree up. We've just been obsessed for the last couple of days. I've been trying to put the Christmas tree up. So finally, it is the twelfth of November, and we have a Christmas tree ready to go. It's a long wait till Christmas for that young man. It is. And it'll be asking every day, no doubt. Are we there yet? Mm. Are we there yet? Is it Christmas? Are we there yet? No, mate. We've still got another month to go. <laughs> um, all right. Crows taking on Collingwood at Anley Oval. That is the semi-final for the Crows to hopefully win and take on Brisbane next week. Um, Crows will be without Chelsea Randall. Um, we're still trying to work out exactly why Nicole Livingston spoke yesterday and said a whole heap of words that made no sense whatsoever. So we're still kind of working out how uh, Chelsea has passed absolutely every concussion test and she's not playing. The AFL have said that's because of extra vision that's provided by the arc of Chelsea showing some concussion symptoms. Uh, but none of us have seen that, that vision and apparently we're not allowed to see it. So you can understand why there's some serious questions coming towards the AFLW, particularly from the Adelaide Crows. So the AFLW have come over the top of of the doctors and the medical staff Correct. who have cleared her, who have put her through all the protocols during the week, which she has come out the other side. She's yeah. unfounded. Yes, a little bit. So obviously Chelsea as well has a history with concussion. So you can understand this is not um, disregarding the importance of player safety and the result of repeated concussions, etc. It's more so going through a process and a team who has lost their captain and their best player gone through a strict set of routine to ensure that she's able to play, meeting every single requirement and then still um, seeing their skipper on the sideline. It would be very, very confusing and frustrating for the Crows. And if there's anyone at the football club or at any football club that you have 110% trust in, that's your doctor yep. and your medical staff. Uh, being in that organisation, know them well at the Adelaide Crows and... I've no doubt they would have ticked absolutely every box. And if Chelsea Randall was not fit enough to play this week, they would have ruled her out. Yep. They would have put her health and safety first, absolutely priority, but they've deemed that she's fit to play. Uh, so it's disappointing that she won't be suiting up mm. this afternoon. Yep. Uh, but look, we've digressed just a little bit. Importantly, the Crows are playing. So um, look, like you've mentioned, the weather is supposed to be a little bit tricky after lunchtime, it's really supposed to pour down thunderstorms on the forecast. 310 at Unley Oval. Go down there, support the girls, and hopefully uh, they can take the next step. So without Chelsea Randall, obviously it's going to be tough, but their depth runs very deep. 
Yeah, they do. And uh, they've, if we get a bit of weather, uh, that won't mind some of their their inside mids who uh, who love the contested game, tackles, and uh, they'll be all right. Yep. They'll be all right. Um, Rochelle Martin, one of their players, we're going to speak to next. So stick around for that. So I've got bad news for you, Gibbsy. Or was Asia? Don't tell me. No. It hasn't, has it? It has. It's finally. It's finished. <laughs> was it running for six months? Man. <laughs> now what are That's you going to do? me. It's really, I'm so sorry. I should have waited until after the yeah, show to reveal geez. that to you. It has finished. I can't wait until next time I hear Bryce Gibbs rattle off um, the Oz Asia what felt like a really solid credit. <laughs> Put it in your diaries for next year, people, because uh, we'll, it'll be back. What about Hanson? Oh, still doing good things. What song do they sing again? Um, bop. There it is. There it is, Tommy. Get that in the system. <laughs> oh, we'll get that what in the track. system now, before I, 10.30. I was driving down Hindley Street uh, on the way here for our, for our show this morning. I saw a lot of young girls lining up. I was like, geez, that's weird. Is there a new nightclub down on Hindley Street that's, uh, that's still pumping? But I reckon it's for Hanson. Really? Already? They're lining up already. So there you go. At it the is, Hindley Street Music Hall. It makes sense, doesn't it? Wow. Still got it, the boys. Yeah. Um, How old um, would they be now? Oh, geez, they'd be 30s, wouldn't they? Be more older than that, wouldn't they? Oh, they started so long ago, but they were so young when they started. Do you know um, the crazy thing about Hanson is it's just one song. Like, they don't have <laughs> any other songs. It's just One different versions wonder. of Mbop. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. And that would anger some Hanson enthusiasts. It, it would, but let's be honest. There's, they've, well, only, they've only got one track. Let's be honest. And the, the genuine um, Hanson enthusiasts as well will say, oh, look, their other music's actually much better than Mbop. No, it's not. Toyota Genuine Accessories, designed to integrate with your Toyota. This is Saturdays in SA. With Andrew Hayes and Bryce Gibbs. Uh, good morning to you. It is 18 minutes past nine o'clock and we are coming to you live from One King William Street. We are powered by Lumo Energy SA. Looking forward to this game for the Crows today. Gibbsy taking on Collingwood in the semi-final and um, we are right behind the Crows to achieve something that will never be achieved again and that is two premierships in one year. Yes, it's a nice stat, isn't it? Absolutely it, it is. And uh, obviously a, a disappointing result for the girls last week but... That won't phase him too much, and we're expecting him to bounce back this afternoon at Unley Oval. One of their good players and one of our absolute favourites is Rochelle Martin. She joins us. We're lucky enough to speak to her um, today on game day. G'day, Rochelle. How are you going? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. How are you guys? Going very well, thanks. Thanks for joining us today. Um, preparations this week for the girls. How's it, how's it been? Yeah, we're just um, our normal preparation for this week, um, and then... Yeah, focusing on, yeah, because obviously like last week wasn't the best result. So trying to find what was missing, what was lacking, but recovering well and getting ready for this game um, this afternoon. So it looks like the uh, the forecast is going to be uh, a bit wet and windery. Um, does that change the way you play today? Obviously, we, we know how good uh, the girls are when it's, when it's nice weather and you can get your ball movement going mm-hmm. and it can be really damaging, but it... it uh, once the rain comes, it's gonna, you're going to have to change a little bit. Uh, is that going to be a focus this week? Yeah, obviously, like weather is a big thing. So um, I guess like us smalls have to get to work a bit more on the ground. And we know that Collingwood is a good intercepting team. So as long as we can bring it to ground and um, get around the girls, I'm pretty sure, yeah, it'll be a wet game and be a pressure battle as well. So, um, yeah, I think... What's important is that we're very clean and it does change 
little bit, but I'm sure the girls can get it done today. Rochelle, you mentioned last week obviously didn't go to plan. What were some of those things that you concentrated this week that you need to fix up? Uh, yeah, I know that um, we're the handballing team, so we just needed to shut that down a little bit more. Um, yeah, I guess like Collingwood's a similar, similar way they play in Melbourne and um, looking inside, so I think we just need to be a bit more switched on for this week, uh, for today's game. So uh, a lot of things to you know, fix up, just minor things, I'm sure. And um, I think we like went through that for this week's training, so hopefully we can get it done. Wherever you guys play, love watching you guys play because the fans turn out and they absolutely flock it. So um, we've seen you play Glenelg, great crowd. Nord, of course, absolutely fills up. And Unley is a great spot as well. Do you have a preference of a place to play? Uh, preference, I don't really mind too much, but I do like the smaller oval for the less running. Um, so <laughs> I think Norwood, Norwood's a good um, oval to be at. It's always been our little home ground. But anywhere in SA, it'd be good to have a... I think Crows are the only ones without a proper home home ground. So it'd be good to get something together, whether that is, you know, Norwood or Thebe or Unley, wherever that is. But um, it was good to, you know, that any of the sample clubs just open up to us girls and support us. And obviously the crowd has been good as well. We always get great support. So um, no real preference, but a smaller oval I do like. <laughs> It's a great answer because I uh, I feel exactly the same way, Rochelle. Um, and just going back to the weather, there's obviously some uh, some lightning forecasted as well. And you may not know the answer to this question, but if it does come in thunderstorms and, and lightning, do you guys girls know if they they may postpone the game if it if it comes in pretty pretty grim? Is there a plan B? Do you know? Oh uh, yeah, I'm not too sure about that. Um, I guess if there was like really bad lightning and thunder, they'd have to you know postpone it. Um, but yeah, we haven't really got an answer to that, so I can't give that to you, but it'll be very interesting. Hopefully it doesn't, but we'll see what happens. Um, Michelle, we're all very f- frustrated and certainly confused as to, uh, why your skipper Chelsea Randall isn't playing. So I won't ask you about that specifically, but can we ask you what, what's her role today? What's her role? Sorry. What's her role today? Given she's not playing. Uh, yeah. So Chelsea, yeah, it is a bit disappointing. Of course that she's missing out. She's. A great leader, and uh, she really—you can really feel her presence out on the field. So we'll be missed. But either way, like um, the team out there today, I'm sure we can get it done. For Chelsea, she's a great support. So even if she's not playing, uh, she'll always get around us. And um, I guess, like, because it is a final, no matter what happens, uh, we'll always, you know, look to Chelsea. Even if she's on the bench, she'll just have like a very little coaching on the side and. Um, helping us do what we can. Um, but, yeah, um, whatever happens, I'm sure that we'll come off the ground thinking that we've done our best and that we'll do our best for Chelsea as well today. Rochelle, I love the way that you play as well. You seem like one of those players who's certainly not afraid uh, to get her hands dirty and get in and get the hard ball. If it is raining, does this sort of weather uh, personally suit you? Uh, I hope so. Um <laughs> Yeah, I guess like people will expect the smaller ones to um, yeah be very clean and on the ground. I mean, I do like the wet weather, um, so hopefully it'll be all right. But it's always up and down in the wet, so um, yeah, I just hope that we do play well. And um, I guess it might suit my style a bit more, but yeah, I'll just try my best. <laughs> 
Hey, Rochelle, thank you so much for joining us today. Best of luck against Collingwood. Uh, we're right behind you guys, and hopefully you can achieve something pretty special this year. Good luck. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Rochelle Martin joining us this morning. Um, and look, she is as hard as a cat's head. So she's going to absolutely thrive if it is pouring with rain. She's going to be the one who gets in there, puts the head down, and uh, dishes it out to the receivers, dishes it out to the um, the Bryce Gibbs types on the site. <laughs> the, long, we, the long sleeve operators long sleeve just, operators just hanging out. Who are ready to uh, use the ball beautifully <laughs> on the side. <laughs> so, nah, she, she'll be in for a big game, and uh, she'll be at the at the feet of the, the big girls in the forward line there. So, uh, yeah, good luck to our, to our Crows girls today, and hopefully it's uh, – a big fat W uh, at the end of the game. Mm, uh, this text as well. A lot of texts coming through as well. So thank you so much for them. 0427154166. Morning, boys. Dave here. Nice to see the crowd building on King William Street for Gibbsy's re-signing at the Panthers. Yes. <laughs> uh, we did as well ask you to uh, send through some texts in regards to the best sports sledges because we'll do that a little bit later on. Second part of this text. Best sledge I've got said to me on the soccer pitch is, you're slower than a week in prison. It rattled me, to be fair. Slower than a week in prison. Time seems to go a little bit slower when you're locked down. Is that coming from experience? Oh, <laughs> no, absolutely not. That's an assumption. Yeah. Well, it would make sense, wouldn't it? You can, mm. only, uh, you can only guess. Yes. Um, all right, keep the text coming through. The number once again, 0427 154 Toyota Genuine Accessories. Get around the guys at Toyota designed to integrate with your Toyota and, of course, we're coming to you live from 1 King William Street, powered by Lumo Energy SA. Good morning. Toyota Genuine Accessories, designed to integrate with your Toyota. This is Saturdays in SA with Andrew Hayes and Bryce Gibbs. Ooh, we are eagerly awaiting the first float to go past 1 King William Street for the 2022 Christmas pageant. Uh, Jessica Braithwaite involved in this year's Christmas pageant. Real solid special presentation she'll be making a little bit later on, catching up with Santa. The big guy's in town, is the he? Big guy's in town. He's made she, it. He knows Jessica Braithwaite firsthand. That's incredible stuff. There's no way. Mm. It's, uh, it's pretty special. Who would have thought? Um, we want to get you involved now with this on 0427154166. We'll just roll through, roll through some of the right now as it sits available free agents post 2023. Um, can you take us through a couple of key names here, Gibbsy? Because we're already starting to think about what 2024 might look like. I can. There's a couple of big, big names on the list this year. Uh, I'm going to go with Eric Hipwood from Brisbane. Yep. He'll be in demand, no doubt. Darcy Parrish from Essendon. Jack Crisp, who has just been an unbelievable player. A revelation at Collingwood. For the last, what, 10 years? He wouldn't have missed many games, if yep. any. Just And now it's as a bloke who is going to probably end up playing two, 250 minimum, maybe 300 games. He's a multiple best and fairest yep. at Collingwood. Just ridiculous. Yep. Uh, ben Mackay from North Melbourne. And from our local teams, Tom Duday. Yep. Matt Crouch. And Riley Bonner for Port. Mm, interesting. Okay. So Riley Bonner was, I mean, his name was floated this year around the trade period. There was reports early that he'd spoken to North Melbourne. That was erroneous that was not correct so i mean right now all the best 22s that i've seen as well involving port adelaide i've always seen a spot for riley bonner it's either at half back or at least on the bench so he's clearly in their plans so i mean it wouldn't be so it's for the last sort of two or three years that he's, his name has been floated with potential trades but this year in particular there was a few games and he had a patch where geez he looked good he's got a weapon of a kick and it was probably just a confidence thing he is that type of bloke that when he's on, he can break the game open because 
he has the balls to take that kick down the middle and open the game up. He's got that sort of penetrating kick. Yeah, he certainly does. And I, I just feel, could he potentially become a victim of a bit of a salary cap squeeze? I mean, Connor Rosie's they want to probably look to lock him up next year, extend his contract. Uh, we've got, obviously, Jason Horn francis coming in um, as well. So they, uh, if they want to keep this, this young crop of... Uh, you know, talent together, they're going to have to to pay him. Uh, and could he just be the, one of the ones, unlucky ones, that uh, end up falling out because they can't keep everyone? Mm. Um, Matt Crouch is an interesting one. We'll be watching all of his progress for 2023. I, I just hope that he has a good season and gets himself back into a path where he's inside their best 22 and it's not talked about whether he's going to go, whether he's playing the sample or whether he'll be somewhere else in 2024. Like, I want... The football fan of me wants this all to head in the right direction and Matt Crouch to start playing this uh, sort of footy he was a few years ago and continue to have a good, solid career at the Crows. Well, it's just going to come down to opportunity (laughs) at the end of the day. You you know what you're going to get with Matt Crouch. You know he's going to have 25 to 30 touches in the AFL side, uh, multiple handballs, not a high lot of metres gained. We've we've talked about this at length this year. Uh, And when he's playing in the Sandful, he's... 40-plus position oh, getter get as well. So near him. in terms of form, when he's playing in the sandfall, most other guys get picked after having one game like that. So it's just going to be opportunity. Whether they give it to him or not, uh, we're soon going to find out. But, uh, you know, I certainly know he's training hard and he's looking to, to prove a lot of people wrong. Um, but uh, it's just going to come down whether he actually gets an opportunity to, to showcase that or not. See, Tom Duday is an interesting one because this is a young man. He's 25 years old, so he's in probably entering the prime of his career now. He's had some injury concerns, but we know his best footy is outstanding. Like that sweeping sort of halfback who can chop out and take a mark, a big mark in front of a pack. So, I mean, he has played over 50 games now. He's starting to chalk up some consistent footy. And we've always assumed, we've always been talking about Tom Duday in that category, that conversation as a next skipper. Do you see that? He's certainly got uh, leadership qualities. There's no doubt about that. And I, I th- it probably wasn't Tom's best best year of footy this year. And I, I remember hearing some whispers around the Crows camp at one stage during the year, just before he, he missed uh, with some soreness, I think it was, that he could potentially have been dropped for a game or two. So um, his form probably wasn't at the level where he'd like it to be, but he's still a very important player for the Crows. And as you said, that... That intercept defender, uh, they're so valuable uh, in any side. And you know, when we're talking about the Tom Stewart's of the world, how uh, how hard it can be for uh, opposition players to plan against players like that. So Tom certainly fits into that mould. And yeah, his, his leadership qualities uh, are certainly there. He's been in the leadership group for a number of years now and has been touted to be a potential future captain. So uh, there's no doubt uh, some Victorian clubs, he's from Victoria, that yeah. uh, they'll come knocking at some stage uh, and acquire for his services for next year. Uh, I think he's pretty settled here in Adelaide, but uh, as we know, as we've seen, over the, especially over this off-season, if, uh, if a team wants you and they come in with uh, a pretty significant offer, sometimes it's hard to turn down. See, so spot on. I was just about to ask you that. Do you think it's... Is it silly for us all to assume that Tom Duday just automatically re-signs with the Crows? Because like you said, there's going to be some heavy interest, particularly if he has a good solid season. You mentioned 20 games this year and wasn't his best football. He's chalked up 71 games now. He's capable of playing some outstanding football. They're going to come knocking. Well, it, it all depends whether he wants to sign 
right now and then not have that speculation hanging over his head? Or does he not sign a contract, back himself in to have a great start to the year, and that's when his value could just go through the roof? So we've seen players go both ways. Uh, what Tom will end up doing, who knows? But, uh, yeah, does he sign a contract, squash it on the head, or does he back himself in to have a good year and either that, that, either that plays into him get, getting a bigger contract with the Adelaide Crows or getting a bigger contract with, uh, with another club? Adelaide, this is via the text line, should be targeting Ben Mackay. If Fisher doesn't come on, we'll need one more legitimate defender. Time for some targeted recruiting. That's from Mac. Thoughts? I think Ben Mackay is going to be a very good player. And he's probably been one as well that's missed uh, a lot of games through through injury and, and hasn't had the continuity that he would have liked. But uh, he's certainly got some talent and he's big and he's strong. And we've seen what Harry's done and how he's matured over the last couple of years. And, and Ben's certainly following uh, in that mould as well. So uh, key, key defenders, or key forwards, uh, they're so hard to come by, um, and he's getting the the big matchup most weeks and, and handling himself pretty well. And yeah, I, I do think if the Crows could uh, could you know potentially get him, uh, he'd be a great get for for the Crows. I tell you who will become probably the hottest free agent in twenty twenty three if he doesn't get locked down nice and early. That is Harry Himmelberg. So this is a young bloke now, 26 years old. He's played 127 games for the Giants. He played 22 this year. And he's now a genuine swingman. You can put him anywhere on the ground, pretty much, or particularly up forward or down back, and he's going to have an impact. He's a very good player who is in that bracket of players who aren't getting the attention they probably deserve because he's tucked away at the Giants. Uh, There's no doubt within the industry, though, and and in the circles that – they know how important Harry Himmelberg is. And our teams, when they come up against the Giants, they have to plan around what he's doing and where he's playing. There's no doubt about that. He, he's become a very, very good player. And, yeah, there's going to be a lot of a lot of teams asking his manager what he wants to do next year. So um, Elliot's obviously his brother's here in Adelaide. Could they try and lure him to, to come back and play with his brother? Interesting. Thoughts? 0427-154-166. Uh, the available free agents as of the end of next year. Have you got one in mind? And could it suit your club? That text line is open, of course. You can give us a call at any stage. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. We come to you live from SCNSA Studio Lumo SA, right in the city where the Christmas pageant has, I mean, it has officially begun. It's supposed to be a start at 9.30. We haven't seen a float go by yet. Uh, but you just feel like something's about to hatch, don't you, Gibson? Oh, it's come. I reckon we're on the the back end of it, though, Hazy. So by the time they cut their lap around the city, uh, I reckon we're not too far away. Mm. Okay, coming up next, Gibsy, we're going to get uh, our good friend Tommy Lyon in the studio. We just want to talk about some of the great sports sledges across the journey. If you've got one as well, you've been involved, or you're the sledger, even if you're a sledgey, uh, get involved. Send us a text. Let's have a chat. 0427 154 166. Toyota Genuine Accessories, designed to integrate with your Toyota. This is Saturdays in SA with Andrew Hayes and Bryce Gibbs. Yeah, the text line's off its face, so let's calm it down. But you keep feeding it some text, 0427-154-166. Text machine just starting to smoke, um, as is the uh, call line as well, thanks to Lumo Energy SA. Some good stuff, one 736 736 Do your best to get through. Tommy Lyons in, hey, Tommy? Yes, good morning to you both. Mm. And uh, cool golly, I haven't seen these sort of numbers since pre-COVID times. It's yes. really... 
gathering out the front, lots of happy families, lots of happy kids playing around on the pavement, drawn with the chalk. Mm, someone's got to clean that chalk off. Yeah, not me. Not me. Maybe it's you, Bryce. You, Bryce. <laughs> Mother Nature in about 20 minutes, I reckon. <laughs> yeah. Mother Nature's going to go, no chalk, no chalk. <laughs> Cop this. Here's a thunderstorm. Done. Mm. I've been watching this Magic Ground coverage and yep. Adelaide made, we made the pitch and wondering what is this all about? Like why is everyone so excited and pumping it up so much? And then when Gil came yesterday uh, with Peter Malinowskis looking very excited behind uh, Gil doing the press conference yesterday, I started to just get a better understanding of what they're thinking about with it all. This is Gil yesterday talking about Magic Round in Adelaide. This is going to be massive for our game and it's going to be massive for South Australia and for Adelaide. Uh, the Premier and, this, and his team's ambitions are significant. Think Marquis all the way down the Torrens, closing Norwood Parade if it happened to be at Norwood Oval. State dinners, that's, I just made that up, but that sounds good. <laughs> Families bringing their kids for the weekend, girls' trips, boys' trips, the Barossa, McLaren, Vale, showing off this state and football at the heart of yeah, it. I'm just going to say, mm. Gil's one of the coolest blokes in this country. He's was, a rock star, isn't he? He has got more swag, swag. than Mick Jagger. Doesn't he? He just Doesn't owns. So he turned up yesterday and we're all sitting there waiting for him. Mm. And he just cruised on in and you're right, it is genuine swagger. Owns every situation. Yeah. You could, it feels like he could suggest jumping off a cliff and you go, yeah, no worries, Gil. No worries, Gil. Will that make you like me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll do, do it. anything for it. But so, um, they're, they're alluding to, you know, a festival vibe, lighting up the streets, bands, and a bit of a miniature fringe festival vibe, which I like. I think, it, I yeah. think it's, I'm, I'm on board with Magic Round now. I, I'm in. Mm, Spot on. So on that as well, and you can help us out via the text line 0427154166, it is not going to be called Magic Round. That is the NRL's concept. So we are basically copying the NRL, but they even said yesterday, Gil said, look, if you've got some names, some suggested names for this extra round of football, then let us know because it's not going to be called Magic Round. So Mm. a few little names circulating on social media as well. I did like the Heaps Good Footy Festival. (laughs) Yeah. Heaps good. Heaps good. Heaps good. Uh, Footy Palooza, um, all sorts of things. So any nominations for us? 0427154166. What about some nominations for venues? So there's Mm. going to be four games, two back-to-backs here at Adelaide Mm. Oval. They've spoken about the Barossa Valley potentially. Mm. Uh, A couple locally, you would have think. Sandful Grounds. can tell you as well that Nord's... Basically locked in. You reckon? Yep. Do you reckon it's too small though? Nord gets a gig. Well, it's still even the oval. Like it does for an feel AFL small, game, doesn't it? It's tiny. But is it the parade? Do they want to yes. people to go out the parade? Yep. And I know that uh, they're looking at in terms of the Barossa, the at uh, that Newry Yeah. So the yep. ground at Newry, but that's very skinny. Mm. So if Change that gets up. done, then they might have to somehow do some extensions and just sort of fatten it up a little bit. Neil from uh, Norlunga is trying to get. Uh, Get a game down at Panther Park. Oh, okay. Closer to McLaren Vale. Exactly yeah, right. The there you go. There's so there a bit you of go. A pull, pull for uh, for a game down there. So okay. So on that as well, if it's at South Adelaide or if there's one in the Barossa, that's where you want some of the toffee sides to play. For example, you want the Demons to play in the Barossa, mm. so all the Demons supporters can just trot on Wind into the Barossa and get themselves some of the best wines on the planet. There you go. Same oh, with South Adelaide. Just trot on down to McLaren Vale stone, afterwards. Stone throw away. Or the reverse, do we send the Demons supporters down to Elizabeth Idle mm. 
Just to and give them a firm, harsh reality check. Yeah. Give them a taste of the real world. It's not all beer and Skittles like it is at the MCG. <laughs> well, it's going to be interesting, isn't it? Because like we're going to have a huge amount of people come over for it. And mm. I think Gil actually said there's only about 13,500 hotel rooms available in Adelaide, in and around the CBD. Mm. So it's our limit. What uh, people no doubt are going to be opening their house houses for Airbnb. Airbnbs and yes. maybe like a little campsite in your in your backyard, pitch yeah. of swag and spot on. It's going to be uh, going to be full on, isn't it? Just letting your room out to strangers. Yeah, I might be opening good. up my yeah. little Yatla flat. You know, you know when I talk to you guys on Thursdays and I'm in a separate. I call it the divorce unit, mm. where there's a separate unit from our house. We might have to open that up because it's a duplicate of in Yatla prison. They've got those little units that the prisoners go into before they're integrated back into society. You've got a nice little shower, nice little kitchenette. Mm, Make real, some money. Um, I've got to be honest with you, Tommy, real Jeffrey Dahmer vibes about that particular <laughs> flat. So it's not the sort of place that I'd like to uh, experience the uh, hey, stay over. festival. <laughs> Just commonly known as the dog ass, Tommy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, let's hear from the They're Premier, Peter Malinowskis, during the announcement yesterday. The AFL can have complete confidence that a unique offering like this, for the first time in the history of the game, um, will be celebrated and uh, gone to and attended by South Australians. We love it. One of the best things in the world is being able to stand here on this patch of earth and have a beer with friends and stand and watch the footy. You can't do it in many other AFL venues in a, in a place like it. So there you go. Credit where it's due. Well done to the Premier mm. for getting this over the line. It's going to be absolutely epic. And cop that Dom Perrottet, you dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> you little weasel. He was drawn in. Pe- old mate Peter Malinowskis, they asked him about what he, if he had any words for Dom Perrottet and it was to the nature of sucked in. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> I do like this little rivalry yeah. uh, that Dom is brewing with everyone, basically, but in particular, yeah. going after the little dog, and that is South Australia. But as we know, if we are a chihuahua, oh boy, we have are a crack. Are you going to nip? Oh, they'll nip. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right, Tommy. <laughs> hey, uh, let's talk about some, some of these sledges in sport, because um, look, it's one of the... Um, the finer parts of professional sport is some yeah. of the uh, words that are exchanged through athletes in the heat of battle. <laughs> Absolutely. There's no place for the faint-hearted out there. And we came across this because last week, one of the all-time great sledges, we were talking obscure cricketers and uh, uh, Juno Ranatunga came up. And, Hazy, that sledge was in relation to being fed a biscuit? Yes. He said, every time I have relations <laughs> with your wife, she feeds me a delicious biscuit. So thank you and all the best to your wife as well. I'll see her a little bit later on. Something yeah. along those lines. I yeah. think there was different words used, but I think you get the picture. Referring yeah. to his weight. Yes. Referring yes. to his weight. Ratatunga's yeah. weight. Just yeah. responding to a little bit of feedback about his uh, BMI. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> I did like as well Michael Clark. This is when everyone was absolutely on Michael Clark back in the day against yeah. Jimmy Anderson. And Jimmy Anderson, of course, we hate Jimmy Anderson because he's so a bloody pom. good at cricket. He's yeah. a pom. Um, this sledge. <laughs> and the umpires are getting involved, so it's on at the middle of the over at the moment. Get ready for a broken <laughs> arm. <laughs> yes. Get ready for a broken silly arm, I think he said. Yeah. We were on board, pup, there for a second. Really that was 
puppet is better. I get tingles when I when I watch that. I was like, oh, the contest is on. Mm, big time. Excites me. If you Google, if you go on YouTube, this is what excites me. You can Google stump mic. Careful here, Tommy. And uh, now I'm not talking about that stump mic. Um, the stump mic audio on YouTube, there's hours of it. Mm. And you can hear, even with the Indian team, they're really good sledges. They're, and the person who's uploaded the video has translated the Indian side and what they're talking about. It's uh, it's good gear, guys. That's really cool. <laughs> um, the other one I, knew I liked as well was Tim Payne. Yes. And Ravi Ashman. So Tim Payne was forced to apologise after his sledging went over the line. In Sydney, mm. he called Ashman, um, well, I can't even say it on radio, but he called him a dickhead <laughs> and said, I can't wait to get you to the Gabba. So let's have a little listen. It's got more Indian friends than you do, that. <laughs> teammates if you're, if you're captain. Oh, coming from captain. You wait till you get to the Gabba, pal. <laughs> you wait till you get to the Gabba. Uh, and Ashman's wife hit back following India's remarkable series clinching win in Brisbane with a perfectly timed tweet that read, see you at the Gabba, mate. <laughs> nice work from the Ashman Love crew. it when the wives get involved. Yes. How good is it when your mum gets involved as well on social media? Uh, it makes me sick. My mum is hella embarrassing on socials. Gibba, what do you got there? Have you any memories? Oh, the, yeah, there's the a sledges? few. There's a few I probably can't say uh, on the, live on the airwaves, but uh, I've got a couple from some ex-teammates. Uh, mm. Chris Judd, mm-hmm. when he played against West Coast for the first time, there was a bit of, I think he got tagged. It might have been, it says Brett Jones here, but I reckon it was um, Troy Selwood who was tagging him. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he was into him saying, look at you, you're all taped up. Your shoulders, your dust, you're no good anymore. You're washed up. Yeah. And Juddy just simply come back to him. Well, my shoulders are taped, mate, because I've been carrying you blokes for the last five years, referring <laughs> to the West Coast Eagles. That's good. Um, Fev, Fev used to, to get on the uh, on the lip quite a lot, actually. Uh, offered oh, uh, Michael Hurley 100 bucks if he was still going to be on him at halftime. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> yeah. See, that's going to rattle back then a young Michael Hurley, yeah. isn't it? That's so, a no, very, very he good loved, one. He loved getting on the lip, Fev. That's nice. Um, I did like as well, um, we mentioned sort of earlier in the show, that mm. uh, just a bit of a sledge between the Voss brothers. Oh, Michael, yes. Michael Voss saying to our brother Brett uh, that my dad, um, in these words, had relations with your mum last night. <laughs> so, which is interesting because it might have actually genuinely been true. Very clever. One of the all-time mm. great sledges. Uh, the, one, the one I like with um, old mate Dane Swan, what time does training finish? And he just said that to everyone. <laughs> In the heat of a football game. And yeah. I love this as well because this is just, this would have been when uh, Wayne Carey's at his absolute prime. Get me mm. a footy record. I want to find out who this kid is. That's what he would often ask trainers when he was playing <laughs> on a, a defender who wasn't, who was probably anyone but Stephen Silvani. Yeah. <laughs> just it's just insulting. Uh, you, you wouldn't have this said these days. Barry Hall talking to Brisbane, a uh, young Jack Redden at Brisbane. Mate, are you old enough to have pubes yet? <laughs> good. Oh just, my God. just an inquiry. I'd be so intimidated in any situation against Barry Hall. Yeah. He's, he's got some real aggression. You wouldn't have the poor sweep and respond to him. Yes, Barry, whatever you say. <laughs> yes to all, unless you want the answer to be no. Hate to be put in a prison cell with him. Yeah, yes, I also <laughs> would hate that too, Tommy. Uh, Brad Sunderason is one of the absolute best in the mm. business. We are lucky we get to speak to him in just a couple of minutes' time. Uh, so we'll do that. We'll get a T20 World Cup update, and we'll do it thanks to Toyota. Toyota Genuine Accessories, designed to integrate with your Toyota. We're also coming to you live thanks to Lumo Energy SA. It's two minutes past ten. Here's the news. 
This is Saturdays in SA. With Andrew Hayes and Bryce Gibbs. Yeah, good morning to you. Some good sledges coming through as well via the text line 0427154166. This one from uh, our good friend Jace, the producer, who is a producer of uh, SCNSA Breakfast. Good morning to you, great man. He said, Javad Miandad, I think it's pronounced, to Merv Hughes back in the day. You look like a fat bus conductor. Merv clean bowls him next ball, runs past him yelling, tickets please. <laughs> Brilliant. That is That's good. That's sharp. <laughs> uh, Brett Sunderacen is one of the absolute best in the business, has done an outstanding job as part of SEN. Uh, it's car commentary crew. He joins us this morning. G'day, Brett. G'day, guys. Uh, it's uh, it's cloudy here in Melbourne is uh, all I can say. And hopefully it just stays cloudy and the rains don't come. But, yeah, we'll have to wait and watch. It's still well over 24 hours to go for this game. Oh, no. It's concerning, isn't it? I mean, we're... We're hoping that the forecast is wrong. Is it still predicted to be pretty ordinary conditions tomorrow? Yeah, it is. Um, and you know what they say about Melbourne weather better than I do. They say we wait till the last minute and just then take a call. Um, and yeah, we've reached that point, haven't we? Where uh, it's almost now or never. So just, uh, you know how it is, right? Like, oh, you check the seven-day forecast, you check the 14-day forecast, and you always expect things to change. But now we are... Uh, right there on the cusp of this final. It doesn't look good for tomorrow. And the worrying thing is it doesn't look very bright for the day after also because, uh, as you know, if the game does go into Monday, if they need a reserve day, uh, play is supposed to start at 3. And that's where the rain is expected to hit. So hopefully all this clears up and we, we get a good game because we have two fantastic teams and who deserve to be in the final. So what was your, your wash-up after reflecting on, on both the games? Obviously, both teams have had uh, pretty good tournaments and, and Pakistan probably a little bit lucky to, to drop a couple of games and, and still get through. But, geez, England looked pretty impressive against India the other night, didn't they? Oh, very much so. Uh, and, uh, you know, it was a clinic on how you should be playing T20 cricket, uh, at least at the international level in 2022, from England to India and to every other team. You pack your team up with uh, a bunch of guys who can step in at any point for seven or eight bowlers who can, uh, you are useful at different stages of the game uh, and you bat all the way down. I mean, not everyone or not every team has the luxury of doing that, uh, but it just doesn't happen overnight, right? I mean, England have changed their approach, their mindset to white ball cricket and it um, all started here in Australia in 2015 after they were dumped out, if you remember, and it's, paying dividends. So they deserve to be in the final. And in a way, though Pakistan got lucky, yes, I mean, you know, the Dutch did them a big favour in that game against South Africa. I still think uh, they have a deadly team. They Things could have gone either way for them uh, in their first two games. They should have won against India and Zimbabwe. They didn't. Uh, but they've just played really good cricket and they're peaking at the right time, um, as cliched as that sounds, um, and which is often what you need in T20 cricket. So, Brett, should we, in this country, should we be placing more emphasis on specialised T20 players? Because right now, I, I feel like it's specialised white ball cricketers, which obviously it's yeah. T20 and ODIs. Should we be playing, should there be more of a path for players to purely play T20s? Absolutely. And I think uh, that's what we've learned from this particular T20 World Cup. Um, you know, um, last year, everything was a little haphazard, haphazard and then it was in the... In, Asian conditions as well in the UAE. Uh, so you could get away with, you know, uh, just having good one-day players, 50-year-old players, having a good day out. But what we've learned from the likes of England and even Pakistan is 
it's a very specialized format these days and like you said you need specialists and guys who travel the world playing this format in different conditions against different opposition because it's not just about approaching each game differently in these leagues that you play you play a different team a different opposition once every two days three days in different conditions so it's all about adapting on the go and for that you need specialist players and i think the likes of india and australia in particular have really been shown up during this world cup um, and they have time they have two years before the next world cup and i will be very surprised if we don't see india and australia and maybe some of the other teams as well change their approach completely and have these t20 specialists in place um, and yeah that's the only way they're going to catch up do you reckon that they would have to spend more time playing in the ipl rather than say the big bash to to keep getting that experience and keep working on their T20 craft because that that is the best the best T20 competition yeah. in the world obviously. I know I mean because of the uh, cricket being seasonal uh, I think you can play both in the big bash and in the IPL and there are these other leagues coming up as well uh, which a lot of people kind of look at with a lot of cynicism because they think world cricket's changing but well the fact is world cricket's changing the world is changing. Uh, and I don't think um, you need to look at that with any skepticism about oh what it's going to do to the future of the game. I think the future of the game is safe. It's just going to be different. So, like you said, you play in the Big Bash, uh, you let them play in the IPL, you let them play in the South African League, which is coming up, and like you know, then you get um, to a point where, and I think Tim David, even though he might not have really set the stage on fire. Uh, he's a great example of that. He's honed his skills and his craft by playing all around. And it's not just about the conditions and the opposition. That right? you mingle with so many players who you pick up things from. Uh, you know, you speak about Sam Curran, who's done so well for England. Uh, he's learned a lot from speaking to the likes of Azar Mahmood, who you know moved to England and has coached them. Nasim Shah, who's done so well. He was not even considered a white ball bowler by Pakistan. He moves, he goes to the Caribbean, spends two months with Dwayne Bravo, and comes back as a completely changed bowler. I think that's where cricket is right now, T Twenty cricket. So that's what we would need Australian and Indian players to be doing. Brad, I'm going to be honest with you. I feel like I can speak for a lot of people when we were very keen to see a Pakistan India final. Um, I'm really, <laughs> I'm really interested to see or to get your thoughts on or an insight into what happens with the Indian team right now. I just feel like there's so much pressure on these boys to perform from a national perspective. When they go back home, what will the reception be like? Um, look, it's, it's the, the post-mortems began literally uh, even before that last game was done or the semi-final was done. Even when England started getting close, you could see from the body language of the Indian players. They're, a lot of them have been here before. Another ICC event, um, another early exit. Uh, because, I mean, and early, relatively speaking, because Indian fans expect you to win everything, right? Yeah. Like, that's how it is. And at a time when Indian figures become so big that they're dominating the market of sport, they don't have a world title to show since 2011. That's a long, long time ago if, in, in cricketing parlance. So um, there's a lot of pressure on them. There will be changes you would expect, uh, uh, like with Australia. Uh, in T20 cricket, uh, a lot of these players might not be around in two years' time for the World Cup. Uh, but yeah, I mean, same questions again. Does it, like, you know, so where do you draw the balance between having all this might in world cricket, having such a big say in what happens with that? cricket itself as a sport but then you have nothing to show for it in as a national team in terms of world titles so that question will be asked and re-asked and yeah I mean a lot of them are just going to uh, be going to New Zealand so I think they're kind of fortunate they don't have to face that backlash right away so they have a break from that uh, but yeah it, it's 
it's, it's been uh, 15 years and counting in terms of the T20 World Cup. And uh, yeah, it'll be 17 before the next time we are in a World Cup scenario. Uh, it's not going to get easy. All right, Brad, who's your tip? To, uh, I think England will go in as heavy favourites, but uh, can mm. Pakistan upset them? What do you think? Um, I actually do think Pakistan can upset them, and I have a feeling they will as well. Uh, they, I mean, I think they're everybody's emotional picks, right? They've, uh, it's always fun watching Pakistan cricket. It's a roller coaster ride, not just for Pakistan, people in Pakistan, but for all of us, all neutrals as well. You don't know what to expect. You're the only team who can go from being nearly knocked out to um, being the first final, the first team to qualify for the final like they have. Uh, and it, it's a very dangerous team. Up and down the order, you look at the batting and the batting especially clicking now with Babar Azam and Rizwan. And they have four gun pass bowlers. So I just have a sneaky feeling we're seeing, going to see a repeat of the 92 World Cup final. Outstanding, mate. We've said it all along, but we are lucky to uh, have you as part of SEN's commentary team. And been very lucky to speak to you the last couple of weeks on a Saturday morning. So, mate, we appreciate that. Um, we're looking forward to hearing your coverage tomorrow night. And hopefully, firstly, uh, we see some cricket. <laughs> you guys are too kind. But, yeah, absolutely. Fingers crossed with the weather. But some way or the other, I have a feeling we will see a cricket match. Very good. Brad Sunderace and joining us this morning. Make sure you tune in tomorrow night. That game uh, live on SENSA with the best in the business. Brad Sunderace and, of course, the likes of Jared Waitley. It's going to be epic. It's, uh, he's a star. Mm, he's a gun. He's a star. Just And having someone that knows it so well uh, speak, he just makes it so understandable. And we're very lucky to have him and get access to him. Uh, over this uh, T20 World Cup. He dumbs it down beautifully for us. Is that what you're saying? Um, that's exactly what I'm saying. A <laughs> uh, big shout-out to Toyota. Genuine accessories designed to integrate with your Toyota and also Lumo Energy SA. We're powered by Lumo Energy SA. It is 14 minutes past 10 o'clock, and the pageant is, I mean, afloat. It's coming. Just about to go past us any second now. Toyota Genuine Accessories, designed to integrate with your Toyota. This is Saturdays in SA with Andrew Hayes and Bryce Gibbs. Oh, good morning to you. The uh, Christmas pageant is in and happening. Good news. Look, the band's playing. They're wearing those cool little Jamiroquai hats. Uh, There's a punter right in front of the studio drinking a Red Bull, a delicious Red Bull. (laughs) That's what you like to drink at 18 past 10. It's all happening, Tommy. Certainly is, and... uh, I've got to say, I, I haven't seen crowds like this for the pageant. Well, did we even have the pageant last year? I don't or think was it we COVID did. COVID struck. Yeah, it's good to see in the flo- the floats. I don't know. I'm a bit nostalgic. It feels very traditional. Mm. Um, Tommy, so we promised to do a bit of a movie review this morning. What have you got? We certainly did. Last time we did it a couple of weeks ago, it went so well that we're bringing it back. Mm. And we've been uh, on the couch this week. So we thought we'd bring you guys some of what we're watching uh, during the week, I tuned into a new one on Amazon Prime, and it's called The Peripheral. Now, this show, Bryce, is a bit of a, you know, Christopher Nolan, he did Inception, he did The Dark Knight. It's very dark and atmospheric and sort of futuristic, and it's based around these Americans. They live in the deep south of America, and they have to basically put this headset on to um, venture into a different world. It's how they make money. And they're travelling back and forth from 100 years from now. And, uh, yeah, if, you, if you're into that stuff, if you liked Inception, if you mm. liked, the di- liked The Dark Knight, <laughs> what am I even so- – sorry, I'm just going to go home. Okay. Um, well, let's, should we play a bit of a let's grab? Let's just play, play a grab, please. Okay, compose yourself there, Tommy. 
It was like being there, in your body. You're inside peripheral. I thought I was playing a sim. It turns out if you prick us, we bleed. It turns out if you prick, prick us, us, we bleed. <laughs> peripheral. <laughs> you nailed it then, Hayley. What about you, Gibbsy? What have you been watching? Nah, so I... Was, I wanted to watch a movie this time. Mm. I've been watching mm. uh, documentaries on Netflix but uh, and come across a movie that I actually hadn't seen yet, but I'd been wanting to watch it for a long time. So Leonardo DiCaprio, Tom Hanks in uh, Catch Me If You Can. So a bit of an old, older throwback. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. Mr. and Mrs. Abagnale, this is not a question of your son's attendance. I regret to inform you that for the past week... Frank has been teaching Mrs. Glass's French class. You what? Your son has been pretending to be a substitute teacher, <laughs> lecturing the students, uh, giving out homework. Uh. That's classic. Yeah. It's obviously based on uh, or inspired by true events. Fake it uh, till you make yeah, it. Yeah, a con man that uh, had all sorts of jobs, was a pilot, yeah. pretended to be a, uh, what else? A teacher, a teacher, substitute teacher. <laughs> yeah. It's a good Sunday movie. It that was, one. yeah. No, it was it was easy easy watching. That's for sure. Mm. Hazy, we were Bryce and I were talking about this film earlier, just before you got here, and it just reminds you how much you could get away with in the in the seventies and the nineties. You could just do a lot more. Yeah. You know, just fly a plane, take whatever with you into yeah. state. Like for example, I'm pretending back in the day to be a surgeon and operating on people, <laughs> even though you're not qualified. We've all, in, we've all been down this path this before, am I right? Was a doctor too, mm. I think. Abigail, just pretending. Just pretending to be... Uh... Wasn't someone at Essendon pretending they were medically qualified? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting path. Um, There's an I Essendon player also uh, pretending to be a basketballer as well, weren't they? Yeah. <laughs> well, Fill in. Was that yeah, a yeah. Collingwood player? Collingwood, was it? Brayden Sire. So, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Fill in. Yeah. yeah. I watched a film that called... That didn't work out. Fatale, I think it's called. It's F-A-T-A-L-E. It is a 2020 American th thriller film directed by Dion Taylor. We love Dion's work. I love Dion. Mm. It's a screenplay by David. I'm not sure be reading this stuff. <laughs> it stars. <laughs> it stars. <laughs> it stars Hilary Swank, Michael Ely, and Mike Coulter. Um, and also, yeah. so basically, what it's about is. Um, Derek Tyler is a former college basketball star who's gone on to build a successful sports management agency in Los Angeles. He has Whoa. an affair um, with a girl who was Hilary Swank in Vegas and comes back and all sorts of drama ensues where basically she tries to frame him for four murders that she's committed before he turns it back on her. Gee whiz. On. It's been going on. What wow. a nightmare for him. Mm. Moral of the story is don't, don't, don't have an affair. I think don't that's what affair. I picked up <laughs> from it. <laughs> I think it says women are trouble. <laughs> yeah, the moral of the story, women are trouble. No, no, that is not the message here, Tom. No. At all. Some, sometimes they can. And men are trouble too. A lot of men I know are a lot of trouble. Hey, this came across my desk this week and uh, some recent – now, this is legitimate. I was wondering whether this would be legitimate research or not, but it's a projection of what humans will be like in the year 3000. And <laughs> as you can see, there's a picture here. They say that technology – is going to have us devolving, not evolving. And we've got a nice claw-like arm permanently stuck in uh, nice. this shape and hunched over in the back. And I, I don't like what I see. Well, I mean, it looks like a few of the little uh, gremlins that I've seen on Highland Street about 3 a.m. back in the day, <laughs> I must say. Her name is Mindy, and she looks like she's ready for business. Second Whoa. eyelid, thicker skull and smaller brain. 
a tech neck. Um, <laughs> now that takes core. I re- this is for real. I've seen some of my daughter's teenage friends with this text claw mm. thing. Their hands are permanently ready to text. There you go. It's a yeah. different generation, one which we will never understand. Bring Hopefully back, not. Bring back MSN. That's what I say. <laughs> MySpace. Yeah, 24 minutes past 10. Toyota Genuine Accessories, designed to integrate with your Toyota. This is Saturdays in SA. With Andrew Hayes and Bryce Gibbs. Yes, and what a show it's been. Uh, good to have your company this morning, Bryce Gibbs. You, you've been really, really strong, so congratulations on that. Thanks, Andrew. No, no problems, Tommy, you as well. And the entire cast of Star Wars has just walked past us, and that's when you know it's the pageant. Unbelievable. Like, the genuine cast of Star Wars? All of them. True yeah. story. All the actors. Crazy. It's all happening here. The pageant yeah. is happening as we speak. Um, big thanks this morning to Toyota, genuine accessories designed to integrate with your Toyota. Yes. And also, we've been powered by Lumo Energy SA. Pageant is in full swing. Get around it. Woo! You! I'm excited. All right, stay tuned for some Can outstanding SENSA programming. All the best on your Saturday. <laughs>